I think people un, like underestimate the power of marginal gains and what that can truly do to your life long term. I'm, I'm a pretty forward thinker. I'm very futuristic, but I understand the power of consistency and looking back at your life in, in six to 12 months and saying, man, those little tiny you know, steps of action, those little tiny choices I made each and every day put me in the position I am now. And I think that's ultimately where you have to get your mind, especially when you're training for a five month, you know, training block for a marathon. It's not about, you know, overnight becoming the best runner or running sub three. It's about getting 1% better each and every day. And that might be 1% faster. That might be 1% more recovered, but it's just about slowly chipping away and keep pushing and, and getting yourself in the best position to accomplish the goals you've set out. Today we have a great episode of talking about my next challenge that you guys probably heard about on Monday, but I'm going to dive into it a little bit more today and give you guys some more insights, some more background, and, and just the reason and the why behind why I'm doing what I'm doing. It's just going to be me on this podcast today. We're kind of going to dive into some things uh, pertaining to my next challenge, but we're just going to dive right into this episode. I'm going to be running the Santa Rosa Marathon in California on August 28th, 2022 which is about five months away, and, and I'm super, super excited about it. To be honest with you, the, the big reason I'm running this marathon is just because I have unfinished business. My goal is to run a sub three-hour marathon and, and complete that challenge and check that off the list. It's something I really want to do. It's something I really want to accomplish. I set out to run my very first marathon, the Keough Island Marathon, December 11th of 2021, and it was my first time ever running a race. My first time ever actually doing something in a formal race fashion like that. I've never run a 5K, never run a half, never run anything like that. And so there's so many unknowns, there's so many variables, but I was super optimistic. I was super excited. And I just wanted to push myself and get out of my comfort zone. Throughout the block of training for that first marathon, as my body started to adapt to that type of endurance training and I started to see improvements in my aerobic base and speed, I honestly felt confident enough to run a sub three hour marathon for that first one. Uh, without a ton of information on endurance and, and truly understanding the landscape there, there were a lot of challenges that I just didn't prepare for, I didn't fully understand. And, and honestly, it limited me in a lot of ways physically, which was diff very difficult. But this time around, I think with the, with the right education, the right training, the right preparation, and the right coach, which I'm excited to tell you guys more about here in a second, I feel very confident to say, that I'm going to have a really good chance of, of running a sub three hour marathon, assuming that I put in the work, stay consistent, listen to my coach and, and, and keep my body healthy. And so that's the goal. Obviously you set goals out in life and you don't always accomplish them, but that's going to be what I'm striving for each and every day moving forward for these next five months. And I'm, I'm so stoked about it. I think it's going to be a great test for me, both mentally and physically to really push myself and get side, get outside of my comfort zone once again, um, except this time with a little bit more strategy, a little bit more knowledge, uh, which will make this hopefully a more enjoyable experience. We're going to talk about my coach next. I, I'm really excited. You guys know I, I made the announcement on Monday with the challenge, but I'm going to be coached by former Olympian Ryan Hall, who holds the current U.S. record for the full and half marathon in an incredible runner, absolute goat in the running world. And, and I'm super, super grateful to just have an opportunity to work with a guy like that. Ryan is a stand-up guy. He's a super hard worker, but he's obviously 
one of the best runners of all time, especially in this particular distance. And so having a chance to work with him, pick his brain, obviously, you know, absorb his training material and, and just be able to pick his, you know, ask him questions about the whole experience, I think is going to give me a massive edge, um, which hopefully will be able to translate into my training, into my running and ultimately help me run that, that goal of running a sub three hour marathon. And so Big shout out to Ryan. I think you guys are going to hear him um, jump on a podcast with us soon and we'll kind of talk some stuff and then hopefully we'll go out and train with him in Flagstaff, Arizona this summer and, and have a good time and kind of get to experience some some more in-person training with Ryan. But really excited about that. I'm, I'm very thankful and I think it's going to be a great opportunity and hopefully kind of bridge some gaps and, and some weaknesses of mine and some different places that I need obvious improvement and, and he will be able to kind of get me over the hump there. And so we're going to get after it. Kind of just diving into a quick recap of last marathon to set the context of, of some highlighted things that I've got to emphasize on, on improvement. The race went super well. I think I, I had some initial discouragement post-race just because of my time being a 327. I knew I was in better physical shape to run a quicker time, but obviously there were a lot of elements that I just didn't prepare for that I kind of experienced throughout the race, such as cramping, poor pacing, and obviously a byproduct of both of those is like lack of fueling and not properly putting the right things in my body pre-race and during the race, which are two things that I'll dive into. But overall, it was a good race. It was a fun experience. I had great family and friend support, which I'm very grateful for. And, and, and I completed a 26.2 mile run, which is, which is no easy feat in its own. But I think this time around, it's going to be fun to kind of strategize and be more uh, focused on, on a particular time goal with this marathon and, and hopefully just help and inspire people along the way. It's, you know, obviously I'm doing this for myself and I want to, I want to check this off my list. It's something I want to add to my resume, but in doing so, I'd love to obviously inspire and push and motivate people to get tied out of their comfort zones and, and to go do something tough that they want to accomplish, you know, and, and to strategize and educate and then to go put action into their plan. And so that's kind of what happened with my first marathon, as I mentioned, and we did a podcast on this kind of post-race in a little bit more detail, but the, the big highlighted areas of improvement are obviously fueling. That's something I've just got to understand. I think Ryan's going to be exceptional in that realm, just understanding what to put in my body, how to fuel. There's just so many, there's so many things that unless you truly know or properly educated, you just miss. For example, growing up playing basketball and just not having a ton of education on nutrition, everyone always tells you drink water, drink a gallon of water every day, like pump water. And that's great. You're, you should stay hydrated and have pure water. But when you're not, you know, when you don't have the proper sodium levels, electrolytes, profiles in your body, those, that water can actually dilute um, other, like your blood and everything you're doing. And so ultimately that can actually make you less, less hydrated and, and push you closer to cramping. And so there's just so many little nuances like that, that you just need to understand to be able to optimize your body and performance, especially as you're going after more challenging goals, like a sub three hour marathon. So that's going to be a big one. And then pacing, I think going about it this time, I can guarantee you when I run this race in, in August that I'm not going to run my second mile at a 620 pace. <laughs> I think that's going to be a big thing that's going to be really good for me to just understand that I've done this before now once I kind of know what it feels like even if there's you know it's going to be a bigger race I'm going to be very more in tune to my body and just being patient and and honestly understanding that it sounds cliche but it is a marathon not a sprint you have to you have to go into it with that mindset as well you know we started off training this training block with the first, the very first thing we did after I met with Ryan and kind of told him my goals, we had some initial phone calls 
And I just kind of shared with him like what I wanted to accomplish. And he said, okay, the first thing I need you to do is I need you to run a 5k time trial, which we did this last week. And he said, don't put a lot of pressure on it. This is going to be something just to kind of get your, get a feel for where you are physically, um, where your fitness is. And then we can kind of build out a program based around your st- that starting point, that piece of data, which is important to kind of know where you are going in to a training block so you can optimize your training to get to the, the goal, you know, you set out to achieve. And so we ended up running that first, um, 5k time trial last week. It was, it was honestly, it went way better than I expected. I didn't really know what to expect. I've never run like a 5k time. And, and honestly, you know, pacing was another thing that I was most probably nervous about going into the time trial, just not knowing exactly how to go out and, and push, but went out and ended up running around like a 20, Actually, I've got the, I've got it right here. Let me pull it up. So my total time for the 5K was 18.25, 3.1 miles. And, and my splits were a 6.07 first mile, a 6.02 second mile, and a 5.43 third mile. And so that was, a, that was a solid negative split overall. I thought that was a really good kind of starting point for this training block. And Ryan seemed to be pretty, pretty content with where we we're starting. And so that was the first step. I've, I've filled out some information for Ryan, so he's been working with kind of some of my my different different things about me, my nutrition, my sleep schedule, like all these different things that go into putting together a really solid training program. And now it's game time. Now we're now we're training for this thing. We're getting after it. We're we're pushing it. We're also being smart about understanding that I don't race for another five months. And so again, this is where his expertise and his knowledge is going to come into play. He's going to know how to structure my training program to to help me peak during that that race time in, in August but also build my aerobic base but also my speed and I think looking back at the last prep and just kind of analyzing my fitness I think my aerobic base was in a pretty solid place you know I ran a like a 22 mile long run right before a couple weeks before the race with like a 706 pace and like a low 140 heart rate so I knew my my aerobic base was in pretty good shape but I think this this time around with this block of training, speed is going to be something I need to really dial in and focus on and make sure that I'm maximizing every speed workout, track workout, threshold workout that we have on the training block. Um, and then and then I think too, just to even become a little bit better with the aerobic stuff is taking my long runs, my easy runs easier. And, and so what I've been using is the MAF 180 formula, which I'll probably dive into this more in a YouTube video. And we, we touched on it in, in the first season of the marathon prep, but really staying in touch with that rep range, um, excuse me, that heartbeat range of 180 minus my age, which is 23 and, and putting in about a 10 beat range and trying to keep my heart rate in that range during my easy runs and not going above that. And so that's going to ultimately give you the best optimization for your aerobic base and kind of building those the engine um, that you'll ultimately be using to run a long endurance race. And so those are kind of the two big things there. From a pure training standpoint, I'm going to be training like a hybrid athlete from the start to the finish of this marathon prep. Um, obviously, as we get closer to the race itself, I'll, I'll be smart about dialing back maybe some of the volume in the weight room and the strength side of things. But I do want to make an emphasis to train heavy and, and also do some hypertrophy from you know a muscular strength standpoint, just because one, from a mental standpoint, I need that. I need that, uh, that balance of the hybrid style of training. I enjoy running, but I couldn't do just running. And so it's gonna give me kind of a nice blend of 
uh, both strength and endurance. But at the same time, it also is very, very useful for injury prevention. And there's a lot of uh, really cool studies that are out about how weight training, strength training actually improves you as a runner when done the right way. Obviously, you need to understand that and, and making sure you take care of your body. But I think it's going to be a huge advantage. I think, like I said, mentally, it's going to keep me sane and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. So I'm going to be training strength training around six days a week, at least for the first few months to, to really kind of set that foundation. And I'm right now I'm on a push, uh, pull, and then a legs and shoulders split. So I'll hit both muscle groups two times a week while I'm doing, you know, six, five to six, maybe seven days of running per week, depending on what Ryan has in store for that. And so that's ultimately how I'm going to be training. I do enjoy, I like to lift in the morning, but as, as we move forward into prep, I'm probably going to have to prioritize the runs in the morning and, and maybe switch that, that schedule. But I do like getting something done in the morning. I think it helps me go about my day with a clearer mind and just honestly more confidence knowing that I got up. I didn't make an excuse. I didn't, I didn't negotiate myself and I got right into what I needed to do to, to start the day off. Right. And so that's what my training is going to look like. Nutrition and diet is something that I'm going to be absolutely dialed. I'm not going to obsess over it. It's not going to be something that just absolutely drives me insane, but I'm going to be very more, uh, very much in tune to the amount of calories I'm intaking, the macro split, like everything that goes into a proper nutritious uh, breakdown is going to be something I am going to spend some time focusing on just so I know how to take care of myself uh, properly. I think that was another weakness that of mine in the first prep is that I think I was under, I don't, I don't think I was bringing in enough calories. I think there was too many days I was in a deficit. And so being really smart about not only eating enough calories, but also just eating smaller meals throughout the day. I, I talked with Ryan about this briefly and I know we're going to dive into it more, but he suggests that I eat, you know, around six times a day, around two and a half, three hours apart, smaller meals, your body can absorb the nutrients much better and, and you stay, uh, you stay full. So you're not super hungry throughout the day. Your body constantly has stuff to work with. And so that's going to be a bigger emphasis of mine, especially as I'm dual, you know, the hybrid athlete training, both strength and endurance, my, your body's going to be burning a ton of fuel. And so making sure that I just stay up with that is going to be great. My diet right now looks pretty clean. I eat, I eat a very consistent diet in the morning. I've been eating kind of like a pre-workout pre-run snack, depending on what I'm doing first is normally a banana an English muffin with peanut butter and honey. And then right after that, I'll get into my breakfast, which I have been eating like five eggs, a five egg spinach omelet in a tortilla. And also two servings of oatmeal with peanut butter and protein. And so that's kind of a, I like to eat a bigger breakfast uh, just to kind of get the day started, give me that fuel, that energy I need. Uh, for lunch, I normally eat ground turkey with uh, kidney beans and rice kind of in a mixed bowl. Um, and then normally like a protein bar right after, like a little bit after that from ProMix. I've got 15 grams of protein. One of the best things I've ever, I eat during the day is my ProMix protein bars. Um, and then for dinner, I normally have uh, grilled chicken with some type of vegetable, either green beans, broccoli, something like that, and, and sweet potatoes. And so that's what I really enjoy. And then I missed a meal. Actually, my, my mid-afternoon snack meal, whatever you want to call it, is normally four to five protein pancakes um, with banana and a glass of milk. And then at night, if I'm still hungry, I'll normally eat Greek yogurt with some protein powder mixed in and some frozen berries and honey um, or some cereal. And so that's kind of the what I've been eating during the day. And it's honestly been really effective. And so I think just being consistent with that type of uh, fuel and eating is going to help me or help me stay, stay strong throughout this whole entire prep. 
And then from a supplement standpoint, I do, uh, I work with Promix Nutrition, the best company out there in terms of just the quality of nutrients that you're getting from the product, nothing artificial, and it's super, super good. And we actually just got NSF certified, which means that kids can take it, college athletes can take it, professional athletes can take it with no harm. They're never going to get hit by any type of regulated um, processes because it's such a clean product that anybody can take it, which is amazing. But I take whey protein, I take vegan protein, um, depending on where I'm mixing it in or putting it in. And then I also have been taking collagen, BCAAs. We have an amazing workout hydration product that I take. And then obviously we have some of the best protein bars in the game. And so a lot of cool different products, um, different supplements I'm using from from Promix. And I'll, I'll go into more depth in these with, uh, with a YouTube video sometime during prep and really show you how I use these supplements, what's in them, and give you guys kind of the benefits and breakdown of each one. The big thing is going to be recovery for this marathon. I think as I do a lot of training and really emphasize on the hybrid style and, and also just trying to push myself and really build uh, my speed and my base, like it's going to be really important that I stay in tune to training, but also that I stay in tune to recovery. And so my, one of my goals is to have um, a dedicated time per day, probably in the evening, um, kind of post activity where I'm on a massage I'm on a massage gun, I'm on a foam roller, I'm on a lacrosse ball, um, I'm using my stretch bands, like I'm, I'm doing some dynamic, you know, movements just to kind of get some range of motion in different places like my hips and my ankles. And those are some things that I really want to focus on. And I want to prioritize it because I think you're only as good um, as your recovery. And I, I believe that that's been something that I've had to learn and I'm still learning and I'm still developing that, that mindset because I honestly in transparent transparency like I do not like to rest I don't like to sleep but those are things that if you truly want to be optimized when you're training and when you're working when you're competing for a goal or a challenge or a race the recovery that you prioritize during the preparation for that event in that moment is going to be very very telling um, and so that's you know knowing that going into this next prep is something I want to be more cognizant of and honestly find more ways to really just dial in and improve because there's so many things that you know I can improve on and I've mentioned a lot of them, but recovery is one that I think will be um, really telling. And, and honestly, I, I will feel a lot better and, and hopefully stay healthy throughout this entire prep if I take care of my body in that right way. In terms of documenting the process, we're going to be posting YouTube videos every Tuesday. I'm really excited about it. I think they're going to range from shorter ones to longer ones, kind of depending on what the week looks like. But you're going to get access to a lot of what I'm doing day in, day out from a training standpoint, from a business standpoint. And, and get kind of a little glimpse of what's going on in my life. And I think, you know, the transparency there is one, uh, to really document the process, the journey and, and be excited about life. I think a lot of times, you know, I, I look at things and I'm trying to figure out exactly what reason I want to do it and the motives, but I want to be able to look back and say, I set out for a goal, you know, the first time around, run a sub three hour marathon and didn't accomplish it. But I didn't stop there. I put the time in and I prioritized it and I went out and trained for a second marathon. And I just want to have that, you know, documented. And so I can look back and say, you know, I'm proud of the work that I put in. And now it's time to go do something else and to keep building and to never be settled. But, you know, that's going to be a big piece of it. And then hopefully the second component is that, you know, this content that we're putting out, this, you know, this different documented content, it can hopefully inspire and push other people to get outside of their comfort zones and to, to help others, but also, you know, push themselves to be the best they can be and to go train for something that they never thought was possible and, and to really go after their passions. And so 
that's kind of the the vision there so if you guys would go like subscribe my youtube channel is doug elks on youtube we're going to be really having having a ton of fun with that judah's been absolutely incredible and so he's going to have kind of a leading drive on the creative side of that and we're just going to have fun with it and we're going to get you guys involved and and show you and take you along the journey and hopefully provide value um, as well as just some inspiration and motivation to to do things that you want to accomplish this challenge is going to be tough there, there's no question about it. I don't think it's an easy feat. I am optimistic. I'm very confident, but it's going to be something that's going to take a lot of work. It's going to take a lot of just mental focus, and it's going to take a lot of consistency. And I think that's the key to this, that guys, like you have to just dial in, you have to commit, and you just have to say, I'm going to get marginal gains. I think people un like underestimate the power of marginal gains and what that can truly do to your life long term. I'm a pretty forward thinker. I'm very futuristic, but I understand the power of consistency and looking back at your life in, in six to 12 months and saying, man, those little tiny you know, steps of action, those little tiny choices I made each and every day put me in the position I am now. And I think that's ultimately where you have to get your mind, especially when you're training for a five month you know, training block for a marathon. It's not about you know, overnight becoming the best runner or running sub three, it's about getting 1% better each and every day. And that might be 1% faster, that might be 1% more recovered, but it's just about slowly chipping away and keep pushing and, and getting yourself in the best position to accomplish the goals you've set out. My challenge to you guys is to go out there and to do something tough. Go sign up for a race, go sign up for a 5K, a 10K, a half, a full, an Ironman, or go do something in a different you know, aspect of fitness. But the key is not what you do. The key is putting yourself in these uncomfortable situations so you can grow and develop and then continue to do that time and time again. And while you do it, hopefully inspire others to do the same thing. Let's get after this week and let's crush it. And as always, let's keep ambition and